Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences, as this show contains adult themes. Oh. Oh. Not those kind of adult themes, I'm being told. Just sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warning for specific episodes can be found in episode descriptions. Where can I go to find some of those other adult themes? You're listening to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. Last time on Romancing the Dungeon. Dear Hephaestus, Mom and Dad, I'm writing to you today to inform you of my intentions to take your daughter's hand in marriage. You see, Hephaestus and I are in love. Sure, right now our friends are really mad at her because they think she's a pot-stirring sociopath. And sure, she's convinced she died a few weeks ago only returned to the city to find her actual life in shambles. And she recently visited her former employer and patron that looks massively suspicious and only a few days before she has to testify in court. But I love her anyway. I haven't got any money. I only got my boats. I'm a can-do attitude. But as soon as I can, well, I promise I'll get your daughter a nice big ring with one of those big sparkly rocks on it. So, Mom and Dad, I'm just saying, I'm so happy, and I can't wait to be part of the... whatever our last name is, family. Love, Flicky Ben. Insert new double barrel surname here. <coughs> By order of the superior archmage, Fausti, the... organization known as D8 Services has been suspended and all activities associated with one Miss Rosalinda Graypurse are currently on hiatus. <laughs> Until such time, as the Academic Council of Mystian University concludes its investigations into allegations that Miss Graypurse has been operating as a wizard despite having never actually qualified as such. Which should come as a shock to no one. So I'm afraid you'll just have to carry on being single, desperate, and or horny on your own. Running Running up the hill, there's a very exasperated red in the face. Flicky, who's waving a hand over his head. Avesta, Avesta. Yeah? Tell him! Hey guys, let's do a slow clap for Hephaestus. Can we get a slow clap going? Put my hand out and I flash my fishing string at them. We're married! Engaged? No, I married us on the boat. I do not consider Maritime Oh damn it <laughs> Damn it Got me there Got me there Look what the kobold Dragged in Hilarious Thanks I was I was kind of Workshopping it yeah, well I can tell It looks like yeah. it hurt Thanks Yeah, yeah. Okay <laughs> Now here's the thing This place is a shithole And we should go But also Careful Well I mean There's a literal hole Full of shards Okay it's just It was a natural thing it was just, Okay A lot of okay. people Talking shit about Sorry. My mom's house 
I hear she was a great one. She was. She was great. Thanks. Okay. Anyway, off you go. The big misunderstanding. Everyone likes you again. Well. What? Do you, I don't do like you want you. to? No. no okay. No. Is it true you were with Kyle? Not in that way. Not yet. For days. What? All the way up to the battle in the city. Yeah, I woke up in a fucking cave and then ran into this idiot. Like, I've. I only came back a minute ago. Like, what are you. Okay. From my perspective, you were at my house, you brought a date, and you were really shit to everyone there at a potluck that I threw for all of us getting back together. You made me dress you. That was weird. That's been a long time. Okay, sorry. No, that sounds like something I would do, but I didn't. Because I'm different and better now. Well, you're married, I suppose, yeah. yeah. I think he's supposed to head up, but he's like, oh my god, not congratulations. Yet. When's the wedding? <laughs> Spring or summer? Oh my gosh. No, not. Oh my I gosh. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you didn't have oh to get married god. for it. <laughs> <laughs> I am really not enjoying this. <laughs> I told you I'm a different woman, Nate, okay? <laughs> I mean, getting married, that was so last season. <laughs> <laughs> You may have inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you were at my house and you were really horrible to me, to my mom, to Nate, to Marilla, to everyone that was at the table. No. That's, that's what I saw. No, I wasn't. But like, sh- who was that then? Fuck if I know, Fia. This is the first time you've even talked to me in fucking days. Yeah, because I was mad at you because of the shit you did at my house. I didn't do anything. Well, I didn't know that because I thought it was you. Because you didn't fucking talk to me. You haven't talked to me since I've been back. Because I was mad at you because I thought that was you. Well, it wasn't. Now I know that. Well, what did I do? Oh, you were making out with a dude all night at the dinner party. You were making real horrible statements to Marilla saying that she wasn't Nate's real mom. Um, You were making statements to my mom asking if she was married when she put in a a little thing in a game we were playing about kissing a king of some far off nation. Uh, You were telling everyone how I was really weird with boys and that's probably because of abandonment issues. So yeah... You really think I'm The truth this? hurts, we didn't need to hear it. <laughs> Flicky just slides his hand into yours, Sylvester, he just gives it a squeeze. Flicky forgives you. Thank you, Flicky. You guys really think I would do all those things? Yeah. But I it was looked exactly like you, whatever the fuck it was. Magic exists, Fia, and everybody fucking hates me. Who hates you that much that would do that to you? There's a long list, Fia, okay? Like, I've been a shit person, so... Any number of people could have done that. Pretty common illusion magic uh, disguise self, actually. It's it's pretty basic stuff. Well, I'm not a magic user, like... And the thing was, it's like, whoever that was knew me, knew Quilla, knew Nate. So it's, of course, why didn't we believe it? Of course we believed it. I, I passed Marilla when I was coming into the city and she said something about an ex-girlfriend. Again, so many of them might hate me. What did she say about an ex-girlfriend? She said she met my ex-girlfriend last night while the city was fucking falling apart. I didn't really have time to ask questions. Look, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that that wasn't you just because whatever that was knew us. 
I just can't believe you think I would do or say any of those things. Well, I couldn't believe it when it was happening either, but here we are. Oh, great. I'm glad that's fixed everything. Not the house. That's gone. Because I fear. Yeah, I know. That is my fault. I feel like someone here needs to apologize, but I don't know who. I did say sorry. A lot. She did. She did. Flicky? Yeah, say sorry, Flicky. Sorry, Flicky. Good man. I tried to bring brioche to be nice, but I guess we've nowhere to eat it. No food on the boat. Uh, I managed to bring it on the boat. You're married. That's your wife. That's your wife. Make an exception. Right. So, look, house is gone. What are we doing? What? Where are we going? Uh, We were talking about uh, old ones, shirts, Osmodian, the incel. The reason the house fell apart was because I asked the house for a book to help translate this book of Marilla's that was the similar language to the book that we found at Sops' house. And I did find stuff out. At the expense of somewhere to live. Yeah. Well, we weren't going to live here, were we? I mean, temporarily. But the, I, I didn't I didn't know it would do this. I'm like, again, I'm really, really sorry. I, I was going to retire here, but... <laughs> it's just not very accessible. I'd like to be left alone. Oh. Yeah. Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> also, this... What is this? This happened as well. I don't like this. Oh. Well... Get used to it, baby. <laughs> I mean, he's rubbing off on you already. <laughs> I don't understand it, especially... Well, maybe because it's, he lost his memory, but it's Nate's fault that he touched that crystal. Oh, yeah, I meant to say that earlier. When mm, It would have been great. But, uh, look... The past is in the past. we got to move on. Yeah. we got to move on, just like you two made up just there real well. Mm. Yeah, real mature. Mm. So are we just camping out on the island, or like I have a boat if we need to go somewhere else? Flicky, you got any juice left? <laughs> For rowing, rowing juice. Ah, half a tank. One of you can help, right? Uh huh. <laughs> Not me in my arms. No, I have very strong muscular arms. It's fine. It's, it's the salt water doesn't do wonders for my hair, and I, I need to take care of it. Thank you. Put on a scarf and let's go. Where Where are we going? Where are we going? Copper Rabbit? Could stay. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's better than my place. It's too small. Apparently, full of terrible memories, so. I have like a mansion. What? Kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to head back to Tesra and the Copper Rabbit? Guess so, since we've nowhere to live. You've heard of inns. <laughs> yeah, we own one. Well, he owns one. Yeah, I own one. Technically, no, you don't. Own it. Well, oh. the Magogans own it, and no, I can, won't stop him. I can just own it. I'm welcome him. in an inn. <laughs> <laughs> we could camp for a night. It's not bad. You have to be at Fort Betty the day after tomorrow, so so we can stay. You can stay on the island if you wish, but you have to be back for court the next day. The next day. Okay. Well, look. Flicky's done a lot of work today. Let's just leave him rest. But the uh... That's my wife. She's not a lot of work. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Flicky? Maybe we should go to the Copper Rabbit and not stay on the island. Camp wanna... in, camp out. Don't care. What's going on? I've had a long day. 
Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. Oh, a long day of like fucking off and abandoning all your friends. Sorry, that was mean. I'm getting that engaged. Was mean. <laughs> and getting engaged. Congrats. Mazel tov. I'm very busy, <laughs> as um, you can see. Priorities. Um, Thank you. The Should we at least check like the big... The big... Hole? Sinkhole. You have to add the sink in. You know what he's like. And gestures to Nate. <laughs> To be fair, you could adjust her to Flicky as well. Just to see if there's any sign of all of the presumably wondrous mystical magical secrets that have just gone. Sure. Can I go peer in over the edge and. I mean. What's the chance that we're going to die if we. There's a little bit of a drop, Mm. about four or five feet down. And then it's just filled with rubble mm. and rock and ruin. So you'd have to dig the basement out of the hole. And if you recall, the basement was actually under the island, yeah. surrounded by yeah. water. Mm. So Can anybody swim? Flicky? <gasps> Flicky. Flicky puts that, while well, he's still holding your hand, he puts both <laughs> of your hands hand up. <laughs> yeah, both your hands go up. Great. I'm not raising my hand, this is... Flicky, if we gave you a rope, could you swim underneath the island, go into the underwater lab, tie it in, and then we can use that rope as a guide to get down into the lab from outside? Flicky is just staring at you. Every second word kind of making sense. Flicky, can I can I just, can I just take you aside for one second? Stop it! You're hurting him. <laughs> Can I take Flicky this side? Yeah, yeah Flicky just, uh-huh. just nods. He's still holding Festa's hand, but he's... I just lead. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Flicky, I have known Festa for some time, okay? Yeah. She's an old flame. Okay, but uh-huh. we're, no, we're done. We're done. I just, <laughs> look, man, no. man to man, I'm just happy to see her with a stand-up guy like you. Okay? Ah. I just, you know, in the run-up to your nuptials... Nah. I think it would be great to make some sort of grand gesture to her. And, I and then he points at his chest with the oh, hey, 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 chest hair. You don't have to tell me. I see it. All I'm saying is this is something that's super uh, important to all of us, particularly Hephaestus, because as you know, she's kind of on the back foot here. If you could do this as a representative of Hephaestus, oh, my God, man. I mean, I don't know what she'd want to do to pay you back for that. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> And he just looks back at you, Festa, and the ring, string, the string ring yeah. on your finger, yeah. back at Nate, at the hole. I know you've already impressed her by asking her to marry you, but it's it's kind of an ongoing thing. You have to kind of keep impressing her over and over again. That's all I'm saying. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. <laughs> <laughs> So they're both tens. Oh, okay. I also get a plus ten to persuasion, so unnatural twenty. <laughs> God, are you gonna get Flicky killed? Flicky runs to the cliff. The rope, the rope. Don't forget the rope. Flicky looks around frantically for a rope. Uh, I think I have a hempen rope. I I can check my equipment. Okay, <laughs> I do as well. If you want to like make the rope longer, just somebody throw it at him before he swan dives off the fucking. Ledge. If we tie three of them together, we have about 150 feet, and it definitely won't go any deeper than that, I'm sure. Yep. Okay. So, skidding to a halt, thankfully, because Flicky was about to throw himself off onto the rocky side <laughs> of the cliff <laughs> and into the sea. 
he, he stops and you're like the rope and Fia, Kyle and Nate tie off three 50 foot lengths of hemp and rope. Uh, you do realize he is a kobold and he is tiny. So with the kind of the rope kind of around his waist a little bit, now he's kind of heading down the mud path towards the the, pedal, the Pebblestone Beach. As the sun's kind of beginning to set, uh, he just he just looks around at the four of you. And I just look at him, I say, the power of love. The power of love, Flicky. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he just turns and he looks at Hephaestus. And he just kind of presses his lips together. And you can see a little bit of like cobalt snot mucus around his mouth. And he just kind of, he looks up at you earnestly. Good luck. Pat him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Give me a roll of a d20. Oh, <gasps> a wisdom saving throw, sorry. Give oh, me- not 20! Yeah, you just don't give a shit about Flicky, right? No. Okay, fair enough. The mark on your back flares up. Yeah, it does. And you just see a little light inside Flicky diminish. Yeah, it doesn't phase you. It's fine. The audience, on the other hand, think you're a monster. <laughs> and Flicky, you, you all just see his shoulders slump a little bit. And he trudges into the waters of the lake with a rope wrapped around his waist. And he dives. Time passes. We're just all staring at the water where Flicky went. Yeah, we can hold his breath. Hmm? He's demonstrated his abilities previously. Anyone else worried we've sent a kobold to his death? Kind of now at this stage. You do that brain talking thing, but with the little guy. Gotta be able to see him. Gotta be able to see him to initiate it. I should have done it before he went. Give it a tug. (laughs) The rope. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is the rope even tight or am I just tugging on the other end of like a loose rope? It's not tight. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Shut up, you. (laughs) Hmm. Do we uh pull him back? Maybe just. I don't so right now it's just ju- just 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 to paint this picture. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's you four idiots standing on the beach, Festa <laughs> holding a rope, and three of you making rope-oriented sex jokes yeah. at her. Yeah. I'm trying not to. <laughs> Even be struggling. It's difficult. Yeah. How long has it been? DM. <laughs> Is he? Uh... Seven minutes have passed. Oh my gods, pull him in. Pull him in. Is the rope sort of making any it's sort of You, you see the, the, the rope went into the water after him. Mm. Yeah. And he has gone, it, it went down. Like every now and again, is you'd it feel still it. still uncoiling? There's a little bit of it left. Like there's still, there's about 20 feet of rope left. It still... When did it stop uncoiling? It's still moving. Seven, it's now seven minutes past. It has not moved uh, in the last couple of seconds. So for the last seven minutes, you've seen the rope. Oh, we probably just got there. Give him a minute. <laughs> Wasn't there a story about a really big fish? Yeah, but only if you're eating in the water. Okay. Flicky's very careful about food in the water. Should we tie it off? And no, we go Flicky's after very careful about food in the boat. 
Oh shit. I mean, technically, Flicky is food in the water. (laughs) He is something of a snack. Right, Uh, Festa? No. No, for real. He might be dead. Let's maybe. Okay, let's pull. Let's pull. Let's pull. pull. (laughs) Okay. So I've been rolling for Flicky swimming and holding his breath. Now, I did give him advantage for the first two rolls Mm -hmm. purely because he can cast water breathing on himself. Mm. Did he remember to? um, No, not the first time. Uh, (laughs) And then when he started gasping for air, he did it. And it's a modified thing. It's not a, I just jump into the water and away I go for the next hour or so, whatever. It's just sort of a, he does it to go down and get his boat at the docks and come straight back up. Sometimes it gets stuck and he has to breathe. He remembers that. Um, So the little shit has been swimming really, really well uh, and has staved off all my con saves against him. Nice. So there were four crystals remaining after... There were five altogether, were there? There was five altogether. You touched the red one and it... Disintegrated. Disintegrated. So there was four left. Did the black one not disintegrate when he touched his? No. Okay. But one of them did teleport away. It blinked away when you went to touch it and blinked back. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Never mind. So I'm going to roll for Flicky. Oh and the four remaining and I'm rolling a D8 I could just roll a D4 <laughs> that's like I'm going to roll a D8 you're trying to keep it on brand you're trying to keep it on brand yeah I'm going to roll a D8 for brand <laughs> thanks Louise no I'll roll the D4 which is half a D8 <laughs> so much math listening. in this episode so much math mm. in this episode and that will re- re- result in the corresponding crystal that he touches oh no all right. okay oh no alright I hope it's a black one there's a few Frantic shark tugs mm. on the rope. So what? Yeah. What are we doing? And what? Well, and then what? And then nothing. There's just bubbles, and then nothing. And then the more we pull, as we get to the end of the rope, I start saying, "He's coming! He's coming!" <laughs> Stop it. There's a bit of resistance as you're, uh, and you're. you're <laughs> oh, you're gonna. You pull on the rope, and for a moment, like it. Like he's gliding through the water. Mm. And then for a moment, like as the sun sets, you start to see the light on the lake kind of shimmer. And you pull out a crystalline coated version of Flicky. (gasps) Oh, we killed the little guy. Having been consumed by the pink crystal. Fuck! We killed the little dude. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. He just gotten engaged. Oh, <laughs> it was his last day before retirement. <laughs> I'm the worst person. I can't believe you did this, Avesta. You fucking You piece of shit, you fucking told him to! Why did he touch it? Why did he touch why didn't he yeah, just I didn't tell him to touch any crystals, I just He's told him to go to stupid! I just told him to go into the I just said find the lab. Which he did. Great job. But like, oh, my God. And, oh, now with the rope, we have the rope. We can't get down there. Right. Both... You're gonna row the fucking boat. Me? Yes. Arms. You just killed arms. him. I point at Kyle and say, "Arms, big beautiful arms, one each." <laughs> yes, he has two arms. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go in circles that way. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, this is um. Fuck. Hang, let's have a look though. <laughs> He just kind of goes over and sets about, like, poking at uh, Flicky. 
Kyle, as you move towards the, the pink crystals uh, and you kind of extend a hand, the crystals, they extend outwards like they're trying to grow. Have I learned nothing? Have I le- He has both his hands <laughs> over his head now. Have I learned truly, truly, and uh, this is... Someone get a stick. Do we take him with us? Does he have friends, family? What? Well, I mean, we could just... What we could do is we could put him in the sinkhole, like propped up. A sort of like a monument to Flicky, because he he sailed this lake all his life. And how are you going to how are you going to move him? Give him a touch there. Rope. The rope's still coming out of him, is it? Yep. We can tie the rope to the boat and drag him back. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Look, you don't know I'm trying to be a good person. It's really hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That is the measure of goodness for Hephaestus. Or is it Amber? I'm not really sure now at this point. I'm a good person. I dragged the body back by rope. I mean, if we bring him back, then people might think it's our fault. Which it is. But I don't want anyone to know that. All right, look, I guess... We just leave him here? He's... Oh, God. We can't really touch it. I feel like there's something to be learned, but... It doesn't mean we can't come back. I mean, there's obviously there's still stuff down there. We could figure out another way to get back down into that lab. No chance this stuff is going to spread. He's like eyeing it up. Is it is the crystal like it only reached out towards Kyle when you went to touch it? Okay, so like the land he's on, the rope, all that's cool. Yep. Okay, lads, we'll throw him in the pit. We'll bury him under some rocks. We'll leave a big stone and we'll write on it: "Don't touch the pink lad." Don't even write "Don't touch" because you know someone will touch. Just, just hide it. So consensus: where you're burying Flicky under a pile of rocks in the sinkhole, and then scooting back to Tezarab. Yeah. yeah. Can I pick some flowers? <laughs> there's no flowers. Yeah, there's, there's seaweed. You can put seaweed. He would love that. He would he would love love that. Flicky loved a bit he of that. He would love that. Okay, so you drag Flicky's crystalline corpse up <laughs> the mud path, lower it into the sinkhole while Hephaestus gathers seaweed from the beach and some driftwood to make a beautiful kind of grave and as Kyle and Fiat lower him in Nate grabs some rocks to just you know cover it and as the first rock tumbles in you just hear a shattering sound as the crystal breaks and then you just keep burying it Oh, flicky boy. (laughs) (laughs) The boats, the boats are calling. We should probably go. We should, we should go. Okay, and you head back to Tezreb. We're going to speed through the next 24 hours as guilt and shame consumes each one of you. Well, except Nate. Um, (laughs) You've forgotten his name already, let's face it. It's the day before Eve's trial uh, in in Fort Betty. What would each of you like to do? I want to go look for Fanny Mae in the library. Okay, Fanny Mae in the library. I'm going to go to an artificer and get my jumper looked at. Okay, yeah. you're going to go look for an artificer to get your jumper looked at. Fia, you're going to the library. Hephaestus, just going to get wasted. Yeah. Okay. Kyle, I, he'll actually, he'll chill with Hephaestus. Okay, 
So. Can I go look for Thane? Yes. Okay. So, Fia, you head to the Tezreb City Library and you inquire after Fannie Mae. Thankfully, it's not that bitch-ass tabaxi receptionist. It's, it's, it's a lovely, lovely sparrow, Kenku. And she politely informs you that Miss Fannie Mae Bell is on sabbatical. That she took ill a couple of weeks ago and has left the city on a retreat. Nate, you go looking for an artificer to deal with the jumper. And that's you want to get it turned into a... Just kind of like tailored, I suppose. I suppose like I could have... Like two, like two, two leg warmers, and then like the kind of crop top bit I can like wear underwear. Or... Okay, you go looking up and down the city to find somebody willing to one tailor that, and there isn't a tailor in all of Tezrab that would touch that without some sort of artificer knowledge. And then something comes to mind, and you don't really know if you want to go there and ask. Estrella could probably. Fix it the way you want it. Yeah, fine. Okay. You rock up to the Copper Rabbit because Estrella hasn't really moved out yet and she's not ready. And she's sitting there, a jug of mead in one hand, uh, a set of playing cards in the other, her feet up on the table covered in muck. And she watches you stroll in. And she agrees to it uh, at a cost of five gold pieces. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're family. We're family. We're family, little bollocks. Ten gold pieces. Like the biggest asshole I've ever met in my life. (laughs) You spend the next couple of hours with Estrella as she undoes some of Marilla's work to get it right. She spends the better part of that just basically ragging on her dead sister uh, that she's not as accomplished as Estrella. She's not as good an artificer as her. She's not really got a good eye for detail or color choices. Oh, the incantations, the transmutation of the magic, it's all backwards and wrong. It's just a waste of time. She turns it into a crop top and a pair of leg warmers for you. Uh, She takes her 10 gold pieces, so deduct that from your inventory. Is there 10 gold pieces in your inventory? I've never kept track of money, so I never know what I've been... I never know what I started out with. I never know what I've gained or lost over the entire course of the adventure. Okay. You need an accountant. Uh, <laughs> I'm a rock star, okay? <laughs> I don't keep track of these things. I just realized you were just going to Marilla for your money all the time, and I was just giving you money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have no money. <laughs> Hephaestus, you're leading Kyle through the city, fully intent on just getting absolutely bombed and just figuring it out afterwards. Uh, when suddenly you Thane pops into your mind and that the last time you were in a similar predicament where you had to get rid of a body uh, he helped and you suddenly remember you, you suddenly realize you don't know where Thane lives and you start inquiring around the market uh, around the artist district does anybody know Thane Greeline does anybody know where he might be and a few people remember you know, people would know him from seeing him about. Mm. You bump into Nana Rash and Sykes and Nana knows where Thane is. They've had to bring him home once or twice after a couple of long weekends and they drop you to his apartment. Knocking outside the door, there's no answer. And as you press against it a little bit, just to see if the door is locked, the door opens with a squeak. And you head upstairs with Kyle in tow. Outside the door for Thane's house, you just see grey lines uh, written uh, on a little plaque. The door is open. 
the apartment is empty. There isn't a piece of furniture. There isn't a scrap of paper. There isn't a sign of anybody living here. As you go to leave Thane's apartment, Hephaestus, you know you watch as Kyle heads out. You're going to the pub. As you make your way out, you just see uh, on the door frame as you leave, etched into the door. There's the initials DG plus GS surrounded in a heart, but the heart has been hacked straight through. You go to the pub and get absolutely wasted. Forget everything that yeah. has happened. You, <laughs> you head to the Yellow Cauldron. Yes. Nate, you hunker down in the Copper Rabbit. And a short while after having listened, having had to listen to Estrella uh, and while waiting for your uh, jumper to be repurposed, uh, Fia saunters in without any new information or knowledge. What's up, homewrecker? I'm joking. I'm joking. What's this? Nothing. And Estrella just eyes the two. She wasn't at the library. She's on sabbatical or something. It's gone out of the city. Mm. A drink? Just a small one. Barkeep? And Estrella just looks at this. I don't work here. Yeah, go get a drink. <laughs> You're the barkeep. Come on, let's go. I don't know how to do this. <sighs> Fine, I jump behind the bar <laughs> and I just start making drinks. <laughs> so, Nate, you pour a drink for yourself. And a second drink for Fia. They're both the same size. You didn't differentiate. <laughs> the night passes with the four of you just trying to make sense of everything that's happened the last couple of days. The following morning, there's each of you are, well, summoned. Hephaestus, uh, how you got home to your apartment. Your apartment was in crap before. It was just mess. Now it looks worse. <laughs> Not only has the filth... Uh, multiplied but it also did get a little bit damaged even though it's in the artist history it did get a little bit damaged in the attack so there's a lovely view of the the temple district from the wall that's not there anymore <laughs> you and kyle very very drunkenly made it home a pounding on your door as a guard thankfully it's raymond as you are summoned to fort betty fia you made it home after the one Quillo told you as you rocked in and kind of just kind of like one drink and it went kind of a little bit to your head. As you rocked past, you saw Quillo. You didn't see Sekhmet. And she just kind of excuses herself and walks past you and heads to Quillo's room. Quillo tells you that they also have to go there in the morning and uh, he'll he'll call you when it's time. Nate... You drink until the early hours of the morning. Slept on the bar. And slept, yeah, literally on the bar. Fia, there's a knock on your door and you hear Sekhmet telling you that a guard has arrived and you see that both her and Quillo are very well dressed. Uh, you dress kind of the same as you would most days. You're not making any special effort to appear any way differently. Ye, you're let out, you meet a guard, and then you don't see any sign of Nate and you go to the Copper Rabbit to collect him, telling the guard you'll bring you and him to Fort Betty. Nate, you are shaken awake by uh, Fia. And just as you're pulled from that uh, last bit of sleep, the morning previous, when you awoken, or when you were waking from your dream, there was a voice and there was a presence. 
at the edge of this, as you hear Fia calling out your name, you now can see a silhouette standing in a red mist. And as they go to turn to face you, you just hear Fia and your eyes open. You're led outside and again the sun is intense. Even though it's early morning and the sky is a little uh, grey and there's quite a few heavy clouds, but the sun is blinding. You don't know whether it's the hangover or what's going on, but you feel like shit. Like you, it's the second day in a row now where you feel like absolute crap and pulling the hood up uh, from your cloak, just kind of shielding yourself from the sun a little bit. Uh, Fia leads you and a stink of drink off of you to Fort Betty, where outside you find Kyle and Hephaestus standing there with a guard who is giving Hephaestus some serious side eye. The four of you are led through the gates into the courtyard and to this rather large or in slightly ornate municipal building. And Hephaestus, Fia, and Nate, you know it as the courthouse. Uh, you're led inside, down a passageway, and you can see people milling around, all in various different robes and stuff like that, um, carrying paperwork, talking. And people are kind of, as you're led in, people are kind of stopping to stare. And Sekhmet and Quillow, just assume it's about them. Because, uh, you know, they're Sekhmet and Quillow, and they're all the talk around town. Um, but you're led to two large, uh, deep brown doors. They open, revealing a courtroom, a gallery for you to sit at, and you see that there's already a few people inside, uh, some journalists, some market stall owners. Festa, you recognize some f- customers and clients from Club Karma. Sitting inside a black iron cage, you see Evil. She's wearing the same dress from the night uh, she attacked you at the Flatstone Estate. Set next to her at a small rickety wooden table, you see a pale green goblin with black greasy hair, just and wearing a really really crappy suit. <laughs> like it's just like he clearly just found something. Which ah oh, suit? That's what lawyers wear. They wear these, and he bought one, and. Sitting opposite them at a similarly rickety table, Festa, you recognize Captain Armistead. You don't see Commander Ruff. There are soldiers standing at several points in the in the room. As you're led in, uh, you're gestured some seats to sit at. Captain Armistead, seeing everybody present, clears his throat and a guard knocks on a door. And there's just silence. And you just come in from the inside. I'm, I'll be with you in a moment. I'm coming. I'm, I'm, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be there in a moment, sweetie. And the door opens and out steps a halfling woman, short, petite little woman with straight brown hair, a rather sharp nose set between yellowish green eyes. And she's just beaming a radiant smile while wearing a long black flowing gown. And she's holding a small little wooden hammer that has pink and purple feathers hanging off of the end of it. She's wearing similarly coloured earrings. To everybody, she just waves at every... Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, precious precious morning. Hi. Oh, handsome. Hi. Hi, 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 everybody. Welcome to court. Welcome. 
Welcome. Uh, I hope you're all having a great day. Oh, except you. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That's very insensitive of me. Oh, Cece. And she just shuffles up some steps. And whether or not you recognize her, this is Councilwoman Cece Moonriver. Uh, she sits on the Tesserab City Council. She is a judge. And she is here today to preside over these very lovely, 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 lovely proceedings. Hi, hi, hi. So, put your hand up if you've been to court before. Me. She puts her hand up as well. Now, keep it up if you're a criminal. Oh, and she pops hers down. I put mine down. Not guilty. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, look at uh, uh, Flashbacks to the shattered crystal on the island. <laughs> <laughs> should have touched it, should have touched it, should have touched it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to explain to everybody what we're doing here today. If you have any questions at all, please just ask, okay? This is as much a learning exercise for all of us today. And we can all, yes, yes, sweetheart. Where did you get that outfit? You look amazing. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, Bailiff, get him a cookie. Uh, and and a Bailiff opens up, a, he's holding a chest. He's holding like a small little uh, brown chest and he pops the lid up and you see that there are several cookies and there are several paper gold stars and he hands you a cookie. That's, oh. that's not fair. Thank you. You are, uh, you are most, look at the manners on him. And they say that the youth of today are just useless. Well, I... I disagree, okay? And we're starting this trial off on a good foot, everybody. Okay, so we're here today because maybe, maybe, and she's looking over at Eve, maybe this lovely lady was not so lovely all the time and she might have done some very bad things. Possibly, maybe, that's what we're here today to find out. Okay, and all you wonderful, wonderful, wonderful little creatures are here today to help me make up my mind. Okay, and then we have to decide some not so nice things, but we'll talk about that. I will only talk about that for a little bit. So, would the lovely councilman please present themselves to the court so that we may begin the sticky little wicket of a trial? <laughs> And she's just like her, her little cheeks are now kind of like glossy with sweat as she's just smiling. And Captain Armistead just kind of stands up. He just kind of shoulder walks uh, into the middle of the courtroom. Time to fuck this accent up again. You yeah. <laughs> see, Your Honor, we're here because the accused, I don't know where he's going with this, it's just terrible, Miss Eve Ville conspired with several individuals to usurp the city's market and lay waste to several innocent lives. The people in the court today, Your Honour, will testify to these events and the guilt of Miss Evil. Bailiff, he gets the gold star. Give him a gold. That was beautiful. And the bailiff is like, I don't want to give my boss a gold star, but okay. And he reaches into the chest, he takes out a little gold star and he takes off the sticky part and he puts it on the captain's cloak. And the captain's just kind of looking at it. There's a part of him that Captain Armstead is very proud that he's gotten the gold <laughs> sticker. Ah, oh. and now it's your turn. It's your turn. Oh, it's your turn to impress me now. And she's wagging a little finger at the, the goblin. 
ladies and gentlemen of uh, the courtroom that we're in, my name is Harold Nuts, and I'm here because my mom said I should be a lawyer, and I'm here because as my only client, I am going to defend her. And the law is very clear on this. He who smelt it most definitely dealt it. And something smells very fishy to me. Does that mean you're the one that did it? Arrest this man. (laughs) (laughs) Your Honor, I move to strike that from the record. I strike it. Strike that from the record, Your Honor. That's double jeopardy. (laughs) I can't be committed twice. (laughs) And and Cece's just looking at him very baffled. And she's... Okay. um, Well, do you know what? It's important that at least you're trying. I think that's, that's a wonderful thing. You're not getting a sticker... But at least you tried. And Harold feels kind of pleased with himself. So I think we're going to call, we're going to start calling witnesses. I think that's just a nice place to start. So why don't you just pop up here? Um, who's our first person? First person. Um, is there a Fia Burbage? Fia Burbage? It's me. Oh. Oh, look at her. <laughs> Can I just say, you're radiant. Oh, thank you. You're, you're just... just oh, you just beam positivity. So do you. Oh, a cookie. <laughs> She's getting a cookie. And the bailiff opens the chest and gives you a cookie. I happily take it. <laughs> okay, so pop yourself up on a little seat there. A little scoot up there on a little seat. Okay. Do you need a cushion? No, I'm okay, thank you. You need a blanket? You're like cold around? You need a blanket or anything? No, I'm perfectly fine. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, if you need a blanket, you just tell me and I'll get the bailiff to get you a little blanket. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, now... I'm going to ask one. Of, I'm going to ask both these men, okay, and they're going to have a little, just a little chat with you, okay. And then you answer their questions as nicely as you can, yeah. And that's it. And okay. then you're done. Thank you. Okay. Okay. And Captain Armistead just sidled up to you, Miss Burbage. I, we're just going to go with this. We're just going to go with this. Yes. What happened? Where would you like me to start? Start from the truth. Because I can go back a few weeks on this, or do you want me to start from when we got to the estate? Start where it started. Okay, so uh, Nate, our friend, who's also down here, witness to. Hi. He got married (laughs) to uh, Eugenia Flatstone, and then her brother, Norris, came and kidnapped her, so... For us, that's where it started. We were chasing her down and trying to get her back to Nate. We got to the Flatstone estate. They captured us, but we got out. And then a battle ensued. Um, Evil was there as well. As- I'll stop her there. Yes. Okay, and there's just kind of a scratching of a quill against some paper. Uh, and over in one corner, everybody but Fia, you just see this little Goliath old lady. She's this court stenographer. She's furiously writing everything out, like literally by hand. She's just, and she's got little spectacles on. She's hunched over. The defendant was there. Yes. And what did the defendant do? What? 
she was part of the group that was trying to bring back an old one known as Asmodian, the wisest of the wise. By sacrificing Eugenia. And uh, the captain looks at his notes in front of him. Mish Burbage. Yes. What was Miss Evil doing there with the potions? We have no record of Asmodian the wisest of the wise. They were tainted love potions, um, which she was working in cahoots with a temple known as the Temple of Devotion and Purity that was run by a succubus and an incubus that were using... A succubus and an incubus. They were using these potions to control people. Your Honor, no more questions. And Cece just kind of nods her head. You're doing a stellar job. Stellar job. Um, and now it's Mr. Nuts's tense. Come on, Mr. Nuts, come on, you can do it. There you go. And Harold just kind of fixes his suit a little bit. And he just kind of starts to adjust it. And then you hear a very audible rip uh, as he pulls the arm. Like he literally rips the seam under the arm. And now he's just tucked his arms as close to his chest as he can. You said there that evil was there with other people. Mm-hmm. Care to point out who else was there? Well, no, because he died. Um, Councilman Gartok was there also, as well. Well, that's as- fancy then, isn't it? Councilman Gartok was there. And where is Councilman Gartok now? He died at the Battle of the Estate. What? Yeah, we were trying to stop what they were doing, and he alone- he starts rustling through his paperwork, and he see well, again from everyone else's perspective, you can see he has written in red, "Garatok Deep River Dead." Eve did it? Question mark. <laughs> um, there's also members of the Faceless Ones there fighting along for them against us. Are any of these people in the room today? No, because we also killed them. Aha. Trying to Your Honor, Your Honor, she did it. She killed him. Trying to stop the spread of the love potions being brought through the city and these people controlling councilmen and all sorts of leaders and that in the city. Your Honor, I'd like to strike this witness from the record. I she's badgering. She's badgering, Your Honor. There's also a book that we found. No more questions, Your Honor. She's badgering. She's badgering me. I don't like it. She's upsetting me, Your Honor. Yes. Your Honor, she's telling things I don't want to hear. La, 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 la. No, 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 no. I want to win. My mom said I was going to win today. No, you're lying. You're lying. You're not a nice girl. I don't like you. I rest my case, Your Honor. And Cece Mooner, no, no, sweetheart. No, no, you don't rest yet. We've got a few more witnesses to go. Um, have you any further questions for Miss Burbage? I have one question, Your Honor, for Miss Burbage. Do you think I need a good job? Um, I give it a six out of ten. <laughs> I rest my case. And <laughs> Zizi's just shaking her head. 
you can, you, Miss Burbage, you can step down now. You can step down. And okay. again, if you need anything at all, if you need water, if you need a pillow or anything, just ask one of the bailiffs. I'll have it sent to you. Don't you worry about it at all. Okay. okay. Th- thank you. Uh, I, 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 next up is, oh, a bit of a showman. It's you, handsome. Oh, oh. Sayal stands up. (laughs) Uh, Hey, hey. I got this big dog. Go for it, bestie. Sorry, that was me, James. (laughs) Uh, Nathaniel Obsidian McKnight. Yes. Your ladyship? No, your your handsome ship. (laughs) Did you make these cookies, by the way? I... Stop it. What can't you do? Ah, stop it. You, such a good boy. Um, Now, now, no, we we can talk about the cookies afterwards. We've just got a little bit of work to do and then, you know, it'll be nice. Have a nice day outside. Now. Business first, pleasure later. Exactly. I think I have that crocheted on a pillow. Now. I'll have to see it sometime. In my fucking dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's going to be the same thing as before. Both of these lovely little men are going to ask you some questions. And then you're done. Now, Captain Armistead, you already went first. So I'm going to have Mr. Nuts go now. Just to be fair. And now, Mr. Nuts, it's your turn. And Harold swings around uh, holding a briefcase full of paperwork that just spills everywhere. Mr. McKnight, is it true that on the eve Ning in question, you were intoxicated? Yes. And is it also true that... Oh, wait, no, wait. I wasn't intoxicated, but there was a sigil that was put down that I walked on and it made me all, like, fuzzy in the head. It got me a little bit excitable. Wait, which night? Which evening? The evening Uh, of the the, love potions? No, the evening in question where Miss Evil did those horrible things. I mean, where she's supposed to have done those horrible, evil things. The night of the battle? Yes. Ah. No. No, I was not drunk. Good for you. Yeah. I, I've been I've, I've been dealing with a lot of grief recently, so I'm just uh, struggling, but I'm doing my best. Uh, Cece just leans over the little <laughs> turret thing she's in, the little judge's stand. She just leans. Are you okay? I'll be okay. <sighs> yes, King. <laughs> you are so brave. Thank you. Thank you. S- s- sorry, um, Mister Nuts. To- Can I start over? I forgot where I was asking. Um, did I remembered? Did my client do anything bad that night? Uh, I don't know. I rest my case. I mean, they could have. Oh no, I don't rest my case. No, no, I still have more questions. Like what? Uh, I mean, look, I can't. I can't really speak to the night in question, but I, you know, from what I know of her, you know, like she tried seducing me while I was getting with, um, while I was with, uh, one of, uh, her staff, um, it's a Festa here. Hi, Festa. Um, CC waves. So, like, you know, which isn't 
super cool. Um, she's she's yeah. I mean, look, she she. I haven't found her the best, but I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean make her a bad person. But you know, she's just kind of a bit shitty. And she's not on trial for being a shitty person. <laughs> is she, Nathaniel? Uh, I don't know. Is she, I don't know. actually know what she's up for. CC, sorry. I haven't read oh, them briefly. Oh, no, Nate's fine. No, she's on trial because apparently... Now, she leans in a little bit. Apparently, she was very bold. <laughs> and she was smuggling in really bad potions. And just making people do bad things. Uh, with the love potions. With those things, yes. Yeah, oh. yeah. And apparently, out of her club, a, a club, her discotheque, there was all sort of nefarious goings on. Oh, well, I can speak to that, I suppose. What? Well, well again, my, my, my ex-partner used to work there. Um, it's not anywhere I would particularly like the oh, treatment okay, and also yeah. I'm a musician as well so sometimes they have booked me to play but oh. you know, I, I do the job you know it's very professional well arts the arts well, is so important I mean you got to bring it to the people you know and I mean it's like there's no point playing to people who are already on your side you got to go to where the people need you most and you sort of in those sort of uh, dungeons of, de- of depravity that's that's kind of where I like to go because it's where I can have the most effect with my music and inspire them Cece's weeping <laughs> like she's literally she's actually got tears in her eyes are, are, you, are you okay uh, I just, you're so precious. Oh. You're a precious little boy. I, I wish I had a gold star to give to you. <laughs> you're going to get me going now. You're going to get me going. <laughs> and she just kind of boops you on the nose a little bit. Captain Armas said it's your turn now. So you have a, you have a good try at that. Um, Mr. Nuts, I'm afraid you don't get a sticker just yet. But you're, keep trying. Um, and Captain Armistad just, uh, nope, he's done a pretty good job of what I was trying to do, so no questions. Great. We good? We good, Cece? You're always good. Oh. I rest my case. <laughs> joking. I'm joking. Oh. Um, and next up, we have Hephaesta Tenderson. Hephaesta? Yeah, here. Oh. Good morning. Morning. You want to take a seat beside me up here? She just pats the little stool beside her. Yep. I walk up there and sit down. <clears throat> you need some water? I'm fine, thanks. Okay. You want a cushion or anything? You're, you're good? Yep, all good. Okay, you have, any, have you any questions about the proceeding? Did I explain everything clearly to you? Yeah, I get it. Yep. Okay. You've been to court before? No. Oh. You look very familiar. No. Oh. I've heard that before. Oh. <laughs> now, so, Mr. Nuts, you just went. Um, so, Captain Armistead, it's your turn to interview Hephaestus Tinders. That's a lovely name. Thank you. Hmm. Captain Armistead just rifled through stacks of paper on his desk. Mish Tenderson. When did you start employment in Club Karma? Um it it it's been over a year ago now. It was quite some time. 
Can you elaborate the nature of your relationship with Mishful? Um, so I, I started just working at the bar and, and waiting tables and um can I see you from where I'm sitting? Yeah. She hasn't she hasn't reacted to anybody. She's just literally she seems almost catatonic. I just want to sort of watch her as I talk. <clears throat> um yeah, so I, I I started just sort of helping tables and, and working the bar and then she would start sending me on uh errands. Errands. Um, yeah. Can you elaborate? Uh, fetching supplies, hiring musicians, um, you know, helping run the club. And did you ever, in your time, see any kind of illegal or dubious activities? I mean, it's a club, you know, things can get a little out of hand. She I don't know, she used to be really lovely and then she changed one day and things definitely started to get a bit weird. She she became a different person. She became violent and threatening. Objection Objection, Your Honor, objection. CC just I'm so sorry. I I'm sorry I just no, it's, it's okay. Yes, Mr. Nuts. Your Honor, Miss Sanderson just said there that my client was a different person, therefore she did not do the crimes. Why are you objecting then? Sustained! <laughs> Sustained! <laughs> Sustained, Your Honor. So, your, and see, I'm, I'm just so sorry. He's, no, yeah. he's, no, he's here on apprenticeship. It's an internship, I think. He's, he's trying. He's trying. He's trying. No, uh, Cece, I'm sorry for for jumping in there. No, no, I mean, no, no, thank, thank you for clarifying. No, no, it's, I appreciate it. This is this, like I said. This is a learning. This is a learning space. I'm learning so much. Thank you. I'm learning so much too. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna while she's looking at me, I'm just gonna be like, oh, and then I'm gonna break my cookie in half and, and just turn to Kyle and be like, would you like some, my cookie? Nah. Uh, what flavor? Um, <laughs> take a little bite of it. It's chocolate chip. It's chocolate chip. It's chocolate oh, chocolate yeah, chip. delicious. Thank thank Cece so made them. Oh. Gosh, look at her. What can't she do? I know, right? Oh. Kyle and Nate, as you sit there nibbling on your cookie, watching Hephaestus squirm. Not because you're being under any form of oh, intense yeah, question. I'm trying not to uh, incriminate myself. Yes, that's, it's more it's like you, you watch her navigate the truth rather deftly. <laughs> Captain uh, Armistead just kind of just steps in front of Harold Nuts. I'm sorry, Mr. Anderson. The night in question. Yep. Mishville, did she ask you to do something? She did. Um, she asked me to kill somebody. And is that person in this room? Unfortunately, yes. Can you please point? I point at Nate. <gasps> <gasps> Cece's also a gasp. But you didn't. I didn't, know. Oh, bailiff? Bailiff? And the bailiff comes forward and he's like, Goldstar, cookie, Goldstar. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> and the best day you are given a cookie and a gold star for not me. killing Nate. I hold one in each hand just really awkwardly. Uh, Fia, you are... I'm shocked. Shh. 
shocked because she didn't get a gold star or a, or a cookie. cookie. <laughs> I did get a cookie. Oh, okay. And why? Why do you think she asked that? I don't know. Um, like I said, she never used to be like this. She she used to ask me to run errands, and then suddenly she's asking me to kill somebody. Um, somebody that you loved. Oh, back it up now. Somebody that you had feelings for. Well, Again. Somebody that you knew. Thank you. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, Mr. Tenderson. Yes. One last question. Yeah. Is evil a good person? Is she still just not reacting at all? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if doing bad things makes you a bad person. As you say that, as you say you don't know, for the first time all of you see Eve move or react. And it's just a low sob. She just starts to cry and you see her shoulders convulsing. And Cece just... <sighs> I think that upset her. Professor, do you want to say sorry? No, I just... I feel bad. <laughs> Eve. She, she doesn't, she's just crying. I... don't know what happened, but I'm... sorry, I couldn't help. There's just a whimpering from her. See? Now you'll feel better. No. Okay, you'll feel better in a little bit. Have the cookie. It's probably low blood sugar. Okay. I, Mr. Nuts, do you, do you have any questions for Miss Tenderson? Uh, and Can I call a recess? I <laughs> I forgot to write questions. Um uh, Ah, aha. You didn't stab that man. Nope. That's all I have. Okay. Good job. He looks at the bailiff and the bailiff just shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. First, you, you take five minutes later on today. You sit down and you tell yourself something nice about yourself. Okay. Yep. No, I mean it. Yeah. No, no. Fest, and she's now leaning over the, the, the armrest and she's just kind of putting both her little hands on your arm. Look at me. Okay. Five minutes. Yeah. And you tell yourself something positive about yourself. A little affirmation. Oh, okay. I will. Okay. Yeah. I'll okay. sit back down and I just pass my cookie over to Nate. <laughs> I break it in half and I give half to Kyle. Okay. <laughs> As she's coming down off the stand, can Kyle reach out telepathically? Yeah, sure, yeah. He's like nibbling his cookie and he's not really even maintaining eye contact with you. And he's like, this is so good. Um, it's just funny how you said like she kind of became a different person and all your friends were very recently fooled into thinking that you were a different person, don't you think? Do you want some? Still hasn't looked up. Okay. I spin around and I just go, Eve, I need you to know what happened. I, I need you to tell me what happened to you. 
she looks, you just see her look up. And at that exact moment, because I love courtroom drama, <laughs> the doors burst open. <gasps> <laughs> he also loves courtroom with drama. With a mouthful of cookie. Like, <laughs> 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 and Commander Groff comes barreling through. Your Honor, Your Honor, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Your Honor. Um, move to strike all of this, all of this from the, Your Honor, you're, I'm sure you've done a top, notch job however if i might parlay with your honor privately it's just royal government and he's kind of looking at you Hephaesta, business and she's like oh my god oh of course oh um everybody two minutes i want you to inhale hold it and then exhale. And a oh, very good job, Mr. McKnight. I feel better. Oh. I feel better. On the... Uh, try it again. On... No, wait, just... No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so no, sorry. No, it's, it's, look, I appreciate the enthusiasm. I'm excited. I, it's probably all that sugar in the cookie, I'm afraid. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> On the out, tell the person next to you something lovely doesn't have to be about them. I don't want you making any judgments on anybody's bodies or anything, but just something lovely you know. And I'm going to have a little chat with this lovely little gentleman here, Commander Groff. And he's just nodding. We're just going to pop into my chambers and we'll just have a little powwow and we'll come back and we'll clear all this up. Okay? So on the in. And all the bailiffs are doing it with her. (laughs) And on the out. And then she hops off her bench and she moves into the back room and Groff follows with her a couple of moments pass and again the bailiffs and Captain Armistead are all doing this Harold is getting it confused at one stage he kind of blew a snot bubble he choked on it a little bit and then he said that, that was lovely while making eye contact with Euphia a few moments later Cece Moonriver and Commander Groff come back out of her chambers Cece moves back up into her stall and rather than taking a seat she just <clears throat> So I have some good news and some great news. Okay. The good news is this was just a practice. Okay. We have to take this a little bit further. Okay. So we're going to, we're just going to pack this up here. And Commander Groff is going to take the defendant and the witnesses. This is the great news. On a little road trip. All expenses paid excursion to the capital city of Galeshire. All expenses paid? All expenses paid. What? Why? Oh, it, it, it seems, it seems that his majesty has taken interest in this case for some reason. And he would like this tried in his court. But you were doing so good though, Cece. I, do you know what, I'm going to take that and I'm going to say Yes. I was doing a very good job. We all were. We all were. And she's... We all were doing... Come on. We were all doing a very good job. Excellent. Okay. So, uh, Commander Groff is going to uh, take the defendant into custody. And the witnesses here are to uh, make themselves known at the North Gate by 6pm today. Okay. 
CC, so sorry to keep interrupting you, but again, all expenses paid, does that include the witnesses as well? Of, of course. I just, because if, if I have to go to the logs, if I need to prepare before I go. So your rooms and lodgings, food, all of that, we're even getting you some horses. We're even getting your very own horses. All of that is accounted for and you'll be taken to the capital city and, oh, it's a treat. Have, have you been? Put your hands up if you've been to the capital city before. Oh. Well, you girls are in for a treat. There's some lovely boutiques, some lovely stylists, some wonderful galleries. Oh, delightful little bistros. All expenses paid. <laughs> and she's just said, it is, it's all expenses paid. She said it. So, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. the law. And she bangs her little hammer and it, make, and it makes kind of a, it doesn't make a full long bang. It's just like a sparkle. And she hits it, it's like sparkle, sparkle. Okay, so are we all clear? 6 p.m., the North Gate and well, well enjoy enjoy in, enjoy mm-hmm. and then she looks at eve oh well um i'm sure yeah you'll be fine you'll be fine and eve is just staring at you hafesta the entire time i've been staring I, I, at her groff's okay so just pack this up we're gonna get this on the road um 6 p.m yeah 6 p.m 6 p.m everybody yeah. paid yeah 6 p.m yeah yeah okay. uh okay great and he he just heads out again do you think they'll have like a horse for me or am I going to have to get my own horse? Can I ride side saddle with one of you? Yeah, you can jump on, buddy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Best friends. <laughs> and we'll leave the episode there. <laughs> this was Romancing the Dungeon. You've been listening to Amber as Festa, Sam as Nate, Louise as Fia, and James as Kyle. Our theme song Haunted is by Ghost of Red Mountain. Title card and artwork by Ralph is redacted. I'm Declan and I've been your Dungeon Master. If you like what you heard and want to know more about the show and what's going on in Romancing the Dungeon, check us out on social media at D8 Dungeon. There's plenty of behind-the-scenes shenanigans, messes, giveaways, and a wonderful growing community of daters. Uh, don't forget, we're also on Twitch these days with a brand new show every second Sunday called Rise of the Forsaken. And we will see you back here in two weeks' time for another new episode. Justice. <laughs> the system works. <laughs> but only for 10 minutes at 160 degrees. <laughs>